Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. Everyone, welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning into our fine little program. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Kick back, put your feet up, relax. Maybe get ready to uh, fire up your PS4s maybe, or your Xbox Ones after this. Maybe do a little of this. A little bit of beverage cracking. Uh, because today we're talking about a very entertaining film in what uh, uh, we have dubbed the boob comedy genre. It is Joysticks from 1983. Directed by a fellow named Graydon Clark, who is no stranger to sleazy comedies of this kind. And this film, like many Graydon Clark films, stars our good friend, uh, Mr. Joe Don Baker. Ooh, what, what was Graydon's other uh, works there? Well, one that comes to my head right away is he also, with Joe Don Baker, directed Final Justice. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a big yeah. one. That's, yeah. uh, That's a classic MST3 guy. Right? Thanks for that. Great and Clark. Gray. Yeah, this dude's got a couple of movies with Joe Don Baker. There's one that came out before this in '82. That's like a horror comedy. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, it sounds like they were thick as thieves. They might have been. I mean, it's one Joe, of them was definitely thick. It's, yeah, yeah. It's Joe Don. You got to say thick somewhere. <laughs> thick cut bacon. That Joe Don Baker. <laughs> thick cut baker. I mean, do you think Joe Don Baker and him had like a falling out? Like it was a. Uh, like a De Niro Scorsese thing. It's like Scorsese's <laughs> like, oh, now I'm going to do DiCaprio from now on. And Joe Don Baker just won't talk to him anymore. Oh, like, yeah. Go you, fuck yourself, Graydon. Clark found like a new muse. Yeah. It's <laughs> a 1 a.m. like bitter phone call. A couple of, you know, Johnny Walker. Oh, I'm sorry. Jim Beam, Joe Don Baker. <laughs> tirades that he had to deal with. Well, it's like when, uh, when, uh, what's his name there? Um, our good friend from uh, Dreamcatcher and Hung. Oh, Tom, uh, Tommy Tom Jane. Jane. When Tom Jane rolls up towards the end of uh, Boogie Nights and he's like pushing Mark Wahlberg like kind of out of the picture, <laughs> that's what happened. Joe Don was like, if anyone's going to be doing some fucking around here, it's me. The day Joe Don Baker allows a prosthetic to be near him. No, no. Yeah, that's not happening. He's going whole hog in yeah, this movie. It's, it's jo- all wait, wait, wait. natural. We're discussing, now if you're just joining us, we're discussing <laughs> Joe Don Baker playing a role in Boogie Nights. Where he he, he he fucks a bunch of people. And shows his own penis because he refuses to let P.T. Anderson use a prosthetic. I know, you know, the, I feel <laughs> That's like... That's the running theory. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe he would use a prosthetic but tell everyone it's real because, come on, I mean, Joe Don, you know, again, you know, <laughs> he's a thick man, you know, he's he's probably sick somewhere. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, look... It's not impossible that Joe it Don cold Baker. That day. It's yeah. It's not impossible that Joe Don Baker has a micro penis. That's how we're starting. I'm a show. grower, not a shower. <laughs> uh, so this film, <laughs> so Joe Joy Don Stucks. Baker then demands to be full mass. <laughs> yeah, before, oh, yeah. before he's judged. Before. Right. <laughs> hey, PT, you're gonna let me get hard as a rock first. You hear me? Uh so, that's gross. Joysticks. <laughs> so you know, we're rated explicit in iTunes, and if your kids are in the room, that's your problem. You're a terrible parent. Yeah, or the coolest parent ever, depending upon how old your kid is. You got a 15-year-old kid and you're listening to this show, you're a cool mom or dad. But 
you got hey. a seven-year-old, you're kind of a creep. Well, Micropenis. Here's the positive thing, though. Yes. Get ready for a lot of hilarious uh, ba- like toddler swearing or ki- young kid swearing because it's adorable. It really <laughs> is. Like A good like toddler <laughs> fuck is like, it, it can get you sometimes. But one day, you know, you're going to sit them down, talk about the birds and the bees, and they'll be like, well, I've, I've heard we hate movies. <laughs> uh, hello. I, mean, I know I, everything there is. I could put to know. two and two together. <laughs> Dad, remember when you renounced headphones? This, you know. I will only play this podcast blaring through the home entertainment system. Headphones be damned. What a purist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, So speaking of sex, uh, this movie Joysticks has a lot of sex in it. We start out with an awesome song. Uh, singing about video games. I mean, I'm sorry, but I think we need to play yeah, some yeah, of it. Yeah, you need to be you need to be treated to this. Wiggle left, jerk it right, sucking everything inside. Shoot fast, shoot straight. Video to the max. One down, two to go. So that's how we're starting it out. And there's this girl, and she's just playing this video game. And it's kind of annoying because it keeps cutting to different video games, but it's the same girl at the console. So it's yeah. like, which game are you playing? But is that is that to service the song? Because it's not totally awesome video game. It's totally awesome video games. Totally awesome video games. There it is. Yeah, and, and, But there's also a lot of fucking like, that joystick like, yeah there's a lot like of that. weird like you're pushing the button you're pulling the stick and you're I mean, flicking the beam well, those those were all all those things you just said were new at the time <laughs> so it was very exciting and there's i mean it's a girl in these tennis shorts and obviously this i mean it's i mean it's a boob comedy so it's gonna be a little misogynistic but this is like some piss poor misogyny like he's just like <laughs> Chris Cabin dissatisfied <laughs> with the level of misogyny in this movie. Chris Cabin misogyny connoisseur. <laughs> First of all, she's playing an arcade game in an arcade that's not even the place that there's an arcade in this movie. Yeah. And it's not even that arcade. It's, it's some a, random arcade. It, honestly, it's a better looking arcade. Yeah, it looks cleaner. There's light coming in. You're not burning your retinas. Well, maybe they filmed this movie chronologically. So, like, they had the permit to film it like some mall arcade. And then one day the mall manager walked by while they were filming and he was like, wait a minute, what is this movie about? And, wait, like, wait. he saw what was going on. Playing the story. Wait, wait. Just playing the, stru- the struggle, the joystick, flicking the bean. No, 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 no. You guys get out of here. <laughs> this is a family mall, goddammit. I won't have this happening in here. Uh, Mr. Director, why is your camera just like almost up that girl's asshole you'll see <laughs> also yeah because the primarily this movie takes place in this arcade which is a converted like warehouse space it's clearly not yeah. no it's a yeah. real building i don't know what could have like what business would have thrived in this space uh snuff film production company possibly Be- and that's the thing right it's so sleazy looking in this place like we we're not supposed to be with Joe Don Baker because he's the stuck up adult. We're supposed to be with the kids and we want the you know the arcade to live forever. But I'm like, this is a really gross looking arcade. I've been to some shit arcades, but this is a gross looking arcade. And if it got shut down, one, these kids would find a new place to hang out, but two, 
probably not the worst idea in the world. Well, it's just one of those places you look at it and you can smell it. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? and I mean it's home to Dorfus, so I mean <laughs> we'll get to Dorfus. But yeah, you're right. Old hot dogs, stale beer, probably a sticky floor. Sticky nope. floor, tons of cigarette smoke. The thing is, I think it's a rugged floor, so it's like worse than mm-hmm. that. It's right. worse than the sticky floor. You know floor. what? There's so, there's so much old soda stains. Just the Stuck in it. You guys just <laughs> described heaven to me. <laughs> that in the original T2 arcade game? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. all you want. That's a great arcade a great game. One. They play that in North. I, I wanted know. it so bad. It was, that was the jealousy in North. Was It riled me up. Uh, so we start out with this nerd after <laughs> after the opening number. This uh, nerd getting a drive-by stooping. This is really weird. So here's this nerd. He's driving to his first day on the job at this arcade. He's singing Camp Town Races, like you do. suppose. <laughs> and these two, like, it's like, babe watch. And, yep. like, these two women come up and they're like, hey, you want to come in our car and hang out? And he's like... Yeah, I guess so, but I'm going to be late for work. And they're like, oh, you work at the arcade? Oh, that's so hot. Right away, nerd. There's nothing hot about working at the arcade. These girls are clearly up to something. Which they are. It's a sorority prank. Yeah, it's a sexy prank. It happens. But, like, in that nerd's position, that nerd has no other recourse than to walk into the sexy prank because it's the closest to sexy he's got right like yeah you know you you have a point he may know it's right easy like pray but it's like but he's got yeah. a he's, he might know about it but you know there's that off, that off chance that maybe he'll get a little somewhere yeah like he's been humiliated before so it's fine like what's another humiliation amongst dozens i mean he's probably been like telling his friends that he's like gotten to second base before and it was really just like his arm touched his like friend of his mother's boob at one point <laughs> so now this is this aunt, is, Catherine. yeah, aunt Catherine's boob just touched his shoulder and he's like yeah but at second base bro so he might have yeah he might not be trying to get a home run here he might be trying to just get you know replenish the spank just bank maybe get to that third base put, just maybe get to put it. some new memories in ssdd <laughs> uh awesome. yeah so he gets in this car and like you hear the babes like you know conversing you know off on the side like we gotta do it for the sorority. All we need is a picture of him with his pants down. And you're like, oh, I saw this coming a mile away, nerd. What's yeah. his name? Elliot. Eugene. Oh, Eugene. Yeah. And uh, so they're like, oh yeah. All right, Eugene. How about this? I'll go first. You know. And then the other girl's like, yeah, I'm just gonna watch. And he's like, oh, watch, huh? Now here's the thing, Eugene. You have to know what's going on at this point. They're ready to do this right here. They're in a convertible in the middle of the street in the middle of the day. Somebody's up to something, Eugene, and it's not just you. Yeah, I mean, this. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a small. T- it's River City, which is kind of funny because it's a reference to the Music Man, where they're trying to shut down a billiards club. Ah, that's but, the Music yeah, Man. Right? Yeah, that's okay. a deep reference. Um, nice. Yeah. That, well, this is what happens when you have a girlfriend who is in, you know, the theater. <laughs> the uh, theater. Legitimate theater. Legitimate musical theater. <laughs> um, so, I th- yeah, I mean, even, so, like, like small town cops, they see a guy standing up in his boxer shorts in a convertible. Oh, you're getting the chair. Somebody's getting you. Yeah, you were getting a billy club right up the side of the skull. And, and this cop just drives the- by, and this dude is standing there. Because, by the way, he pulls his pants down, and he's he says, uh, get ready to see Simba. 
He's Ugh. named his cock Simba, which like pre Lion King. Pre Lion King, where's that name coming from? That's do you the, think they took? The, do you think uh, Disney took it from? Joysticks? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's from something else. Too. I mean, probably because I mean, yeah. He's like, all right, get ready to look at Simba, and he pulls his pants down, and they're like obviously we got you and take a picture of him and then like you know they steal his pants also and they're like just meet us at the arcade eugene and drive away this cop is there like you're getting a citation of some kind there's a 200 dollar fucking ordinance that you yeah fractured somewhere this is happening you are now out of pocket this cop just crawls by like shaking his head like Kids, yeah. Oh, kids. So, by the way, off the internet ticker, Simba, a mud hut in Kenya, a Swahili word for lion. Oh, so he's just saying, here's this lion. He just knows Swahili, I guess. Oh, good for him. I mean, he is a nerdling here, so he does look. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean. So Eugene is starting his first day at this arcade. Do we have a name for the actual arcade? I think it's just Bailey's Video Arcade, which is named after Grandpa Bailey, who's the owner of the arcade, the yeah. rightful owner. But uh, we are introduced. One of our heroes in the movie is Jeff Bailey, uh, who's he's a bit of a stud. Uh, and his grandpa is out of town, so he is the acting manager of Bailey's Video Arcade. So we have Eugene the Nerd, who's new on the job, Jeff Bailey, who's the cool, handsome manager, and then we have Dorcas. Andrew something McDorcas. Dorfus? It, it's Dorfus, right? Oh, Dorfus. Yes, yeah. excuse me. Dorfus. He's the uh, the former class president who ruined his life playing video arcade games. He's right. in uh he's the portly I, I because of IMDb. He is the portly uh bully in Evil Speak. Oh wow. Wow. Ox, yeah. How yeah. about oh, that? Well, we could shut down the show. Yeah. <laughs> we got it. We we connected something back to the beginning. <laughs> so the when, end. When Eugene finally gets like to the video yeah. arcade and he's going through making his rounds and stuff we're introduced to many people whose lives have been ruined by video games. And it's weird because there's a, there's a monk playing video games. And we're talking about a full-on Friar Tuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's in, in a brown Friar robe. Yeah, he's got his, he's got his head shaved or whatever. And he's just uh, he thinks, going apeshit. He thinks Eugene is a priest. He keeps yelling like, Father, I lost my last token. Father, you have to help me. Like, this dude has descended into madness. Guess what? You can't go back to the church. <laughs> you know? Like, you're, you're in no, a... No, you're they in don't a, take in crazy. You're in a boob arcade. <laughs> But also being turned by like the, like by Tetris, really? This is the thing that turns That's you it. out. It's that song, man. I guess. Yeah, that what, one would be the right. Tetris yes. theme yeah. song. I don't even know if that was it, but that's gonna be my new ringtone. <laughs> you want me to pull this audio? When yeah, we're done? please okay. isolate that. <laughs> And then the next guy is 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 a curly impersonator. Oh, that's right. I yeah. thought it was. Uh, I thought it was what's his name, the dude who played Curly in that new Three Stooges movie from uh, Will from, Sasso. Yeah, and then I was like, wait a minute, this is 1983. Will Sasso was like 10 years old, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> he kind of looks like Will Sasso, but yeah, this dude's yeah, just Will doing Sasso a Curly impression. Might be in this movie, but not that role. No. <laughs> Somewhere in the background. Yeah, he's probably just hanging out. He's probably one of the kids when you see the. Kids yeah, yeah, later. yeah. He's pl- he's playing Metroid or something in the back. Uh, yeah, this dude's just like doing the. Woo, 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 and like rubbing his hand over his face and eugene's just like oh there's another regular you're like 
No, there's some demented fuckers yeah, in this, this place. Is, I, this is a real Again, madhouse. I'm kind of siding with Joe Don Baker. Get these people out of here. And I'm kind of siding with the other side. With the crazies? Yeah, I'm like, you know, so, there's, there's got to be somewhere to put them. A, a booby <laughs> hatch, if you will. I'm not going to go against uh, McDorfus, so I believe I have to be on their side, too, because, I mean, he's going to... Man, this dude who plays McDorfus, or just Dorfus for most of the movie, the family name is McDorfus. Yeah. His nickname is Dorfus. Of the clan McDorfus. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the proud <laughs> clan McDorfus. And he was the class president. He was the class president. He's burned out. I'm saying that this, this fat guy is legitimately entertaining in this movie. Yeah. yeah. He's over the top. Most of the time, animal. he's doing the fat guy thing. He's, I mean, he's a talented he's really, fat guy. He's mastered the fat guy he's role. He's got a, the, a Hawaiian shirt on. Yeah. Sweating constantly. He's got a white undershirt that is long gone from its days of white. Oh, it's like phlegm colored. Yeah, with like all kinds of stains and yeah, stains. Like, you get a sweat. stain on your shirt, you're like, oh, yeah, I got that stain because chocolate or whatever. This dude has so many stains on one shirt, you can't yeah. tell where one ends, the other begins, and he has no idea how any of them got there. It, honestly looks, like, it honestly looks like it's about to disintegrate. It could just it could just dissolve off of his body at any well, second. The key thing to all fat guy actors <laughs> is the way, especially fat guy comedians, yeah. is the way you contort your body when you fake fart. <laughs> it's a key part of how you 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 build your craft really and this guy's got a good shake fart craft yeah his <laughs> fart craft like he's got a good like lift up the leg and shake it a bit thing going on yeah i mean this guy really knows how to fake fart and fucking sell it man yeah, and he, it's not like on sale either this is a full price selling this fart and let me tell you this movie is in no short supply of fake huge farts I can't believe we're back to farts so soon on this show. Well, they're not but, serious or gothic farts. Well, they're, yeah, yeah, we're not trying to do sad horror farts. These are farts up, created 100% for comedy. Yeah, they're upbeat, happy-go-lucky farts, which is the, <laughs> how farts should be. Very poppy <laughs> farts. Actually, though, we'll get to it at the end of this discussion. There are some sexy farts in this movie. Oh, yeah. Some yeah. some really weird <laughs> sex there farts. Are, there are. And, now, here's one thing. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Has anybody in this room been in an arcade that served food? Mm, that's a good point. I don't think no. so. I don't believe that. Ha I've never been. And well, I've been in a fuck ton of arcades. It was always a thing where, like, if the arcade was attached to something else. So, yeah. like, the arcade wasn't the prime thing. Like, if you were at, like, a roller rink. Exactly. Or something. Right. And they had the arcade in the back. But there was also, like, a concession stand. But this is an arcade with a concession stand, right. which makes no fucking at sense. At least the way we had it where we grew up was, yeah. like, you, you went to the arcade in the mall. Yeah. It was usually at, like, the back of the food court. So, yeah. like, you could eat and then go into the arcade. Sidebar. Any cool arcade names you guys know from, from growing up? Oh, what was your God, local arcade name? kill me. Man, I don't... I'll tell you mine. It was... Uh, Go first. Uh, yeah. I believe it was called Cyber Station. Whoa. Yeah. That, and that's cyber our, Station. They, they got in early on the cyber word, you know? I mean, it wasn't associated. What are you talking, like 1994? I think er earlier than that, maybe, or around then, yeah. One, um, of, one of mine was just a straight-up game zone. Like, yeah, no, no thinking about it, just going right in it. Yeah, like a game center or something. Mm. And then it, the one that I went to the most which was in the movie, uh, the same mall in the movie theater that we all worked at, uh, all being me and Chris in this room. But it was like the multiplex upstairs. And then in the downstairs, there was at the back of the food court, it was just like 
the arcade. Yeah. Like there wasn't a name it for it. It just said arcade, I think. With yeah. like uh, like bulbs around it. But well, well, they knew important. what was up though, dude. That was when you found like a solid arcade, yeah. you didn't want to see that thing die. Yeah. And then you just you fucking watched it, dude. Like as the years went by and home consoling was like the bigger and bigger thing. Yeah, yeah thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I was thinking about that. You know, it's the second time I've watched this movie now. And this time around, I was like, there's really no use for these. Unless you want, like, the big, like, huge, like, DDR machines yeah. or whatever. Oh, actually, you know, um, the this, this I don't know how, how new that it's not really a new trend, but the uh, barcades that are in the New York area, yeah. I'm yeah. all for that, you the know. Vintage, yeah. I mean, that stuff's great because yeah. it's vintage games. Mm-hmm. And, the, all, those games were stuff that, and I mean, it's all nostalgia. Now, I mean, if you go to an arcade, it is the DDR things or like like super racing games. It's all racing games. You're all sitting yeah, down. Yeah, you're and sitting doing, in a thing. Yeah. And if, if anyone from Barcades is listening, please expand to Queens immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. We could use it yeah, in Astoria or Long Island City there Barcade. There is primo space available on 35th <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> Just going to put it out there. Cisco Realty. Yes. The old five napkin burger. So, adding to this cast of characters, those are our, th- our three main fellas. Uh, there's also King Vidiot and the Vidiot Gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is John uh, whatever. Grease. What is it? Grease. Grease. Yeah, John Grease from Lost and Napoleon Dynamite. Good shorty. He's Delroy Lindo's partner. He is King Vidiot. Who's, they're these like goth punk rockers. Kind of yeah, like a like Frankfurter a, thing. It's like a new yeah. wave. Yeah, and so they are, again, just obsessed with video games. And, you know, they're kind of like the antagonists of the film. They're not the villain. Joe Dunn Baker is clearly the villain of this movie. But what I find interesting is, so we have Jeffrey Bailey, like our main guy, who's like the stud jock guy. Mm-hmm. Eugene the nerd. Dorfus the fat pig party animal. Tons of babes all over the place. And babes of all kind. Like, babes and then like valley girls and mall chicks all that stuff now that i think about it i don't think there is a girl in this that isn't a babe there's no nerd girl for eugene which is unfortunate that's what i didn't completely get the girl the the main girl for most of this movie is this girl named patsy yes who ends up being joe don baker rudder's daughter Joe Don Baker, whose character name is Rudder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rudder. Joe Don Baker Rudder. That's my name now. I, I married, married, I hyphenated it. Um, but she should be like the, like, you know, uptown girl, smarter than the rest right, of them. Right. She's hanging on the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah, no, you know, has some real feelings for Jeff Bailey, maybe. Yeah. That's the character she, but it's just a, like a valley girl archetype. She's not a straight, like she should be kind of like a straight man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I, what I was getting to was all these people, plus then when you see the goths running and everything, it's really interesting because in this Bailey's video arcade, there's no high school social caste system to speak of. It's kind of cool. Everyone here is more or less on equal footing. And you see, like, there's a bunch of, like, Latin gangsters that come in. You know, there's a bunch of, like, hip black dudes hanging out, like, playing games and they have headphones on The and fucking stuff. Hells Angels or uh, yeah, there's dude, bikers doing heroin in the back. <laughs> yeah. Like, everyone at the, the video, arcade, video arcade is on, like, equal footing, which is very cool. Until Joe Don Baker comes in and tries to shake things up. So here we are. It's a big, you know, video game party. We're introduced to all the characters. 
And then Joe Don Baker gets out of this car and he's a big so-and-so high up in society, Mr. Rudder. He's like a respected businessman in the town. And he comes in to pull his daughter Patsy out of this place. And he acts like he walks in on like a Caligula-esque orgy. And it's just <laughs> all these kids playing video games. Yes, there's a couple of women that are running around topless, but it was for hilarious prank-related reasons. And he comes in like, oh, what's all this crap in here? Get everybody out of here. This is ridiculous. Patsy, you're coming with me. And you're just like, nah, now you're the enemy. I thought it was going to be King Vidiot. Because he's right. an antagonist, but no, 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 no. Now we all have to team up because Joe Don Baker's trying to shut this place down. And he's trying to shut this place down from fucking minute one, man. Well, I mean, because King Vidiot is the bane. And, you know, <laughs> and, you and, know and, and Joe Rudder, Don Baker is Mr. Freeze. Joe Don Baker's the Talia Al Ghul of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you kind of, he is the Dean Warmer type. And, yeah, and I mean, you, I mean, this is a 1980s boob comedy, so you need that. Whether it's set at a ski resort, at a university, at a hamburger university, what? you know, or, or, you know, at a, a video arcade, well, you need right. the guy who's trying to shut whatever down. That's the central load of shit about this movie. <laughs> is because, oh. is that shots fired? <laughs> well, because. In a movie like this, it's like, first of all, Jeff Bailey, the guy who owns this thing, is he is like an Adonis. Yeah, like, he's, are you, he's are, a handsome guy. He's devil. a handsome guy. He's always dressed to the nines. Like, he, yeah. he, he's always like clean cut. And he owns an, a video arcade. That's not the clientele nor the people who are interested well, in Well, this is it's, it's the family business, though. Right. It's his grandfather, remember? I suppose, but like, it just didn't make much sense to me because these kind of movies. Well, it's always the jock type. You know. You know yeah. what else didn't make much sense, uh, Chris? Um, the fact that that guy named Jay Gatsby would throw all those crazy parties <laughs> and never go to them. Really, I mean, he would hang in the back. He'd look out the window. Look I at would... that green light across the lake. <laughs> That's sort of. I feel like Jeff Bailey here. I, you know, I is, did because. I... We do find out that he's got a, a long lost love as well. Oh God! Oh my this, God! This I is feel, th wait. It's a secret Gatsby, ladies and gentlemen. This is a secret Gatsby story. <laughs> You're totally right, yeah. Jeff Bailey. He's got a secret love, right? Mm -hmm. Who he does not see. He's he's unaware of her location. Yeah, and he doesn't play video games because it reminds him of her being torn away. Much like Jay Gatsby can't bring himself to attend these parties, for it drums up all of these hurtful feelings and the vague wealth. You know, like mm -hmm. oh, you know, his his grandfather. I haven't I haven't seen him before, but he Patel owns this place. You know, <laughs> it's 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 quite something. Secret Gatsby. I mean, I did wonder about McDorfus's last line was ceaselessly into the past. <laughs> Yeah, I and was then, wondering and that. that and was now an that, odd, I mean, it's all connected. It was an odd move for McDorfus. He like, ripped that, a I, fart, and he said that. Yeah, I mean, he's been eating and ripping farts the whole time, and now that okay. So speaking of ripping farts, by the way, so Joe Don Baker is like, you know, come on, Patsy, we're going home, and like you pulls. It's kind of weird because he gets very handsy with this girl, and it's this big bear Joe Don Baker just throwing around this you know tiny girl. You know he's like, "Come on, Patsy," and like throws the the actress like out of the way. You're my property. Yeah, and then <laughs> fucking McDorfus is like, "Oh yeah, Joe Don Baker," and does a total leg lift like fart on him, and Joe Don Baker 
A plus in the disgust department. <laughs> he starts choking on this thing, yeah. and it's just like. And what's weird is everybody oh, like oh, it's in my mouth. Yeah, he's he is like a ketchup cookie. <laughs> He is instantly disgusted with this fart. And then everybody else is like, yeah, McDorfus did it. And nobody else is phased by this, which, again, brings up a point, Chris. It probably smells like shit in this arcade. Oh, it's got to smell like <laughs> garbage. Right. If you're living in the monkey house, you're not going to smell it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And by the way, speaking of smelling it, after, after Dorfus scares this guy off with his flatulence, he stops to smell it. He stops to sniff it. Yeah, you know, he he, it. he takes a sample of his work, and it's disgusting. <laughs> All right, and also to set the scene here. Now, we, like Eugene is sort of our clean slate into this place. Correct. The he, he's our way in. into this yeah. world. So not only was he sexually assaulted on his way into work, mm-hmm. once he gets there, he accidentally, or I forget exactly how it happens, but he's serving up a hot dog at the concession stand. <sighs> Man. Yeah, it goes down this girl's shirt in between the yeah, you know, and then, I mean, it's just a a, a greasy, sexy situation. The wire work <laughs> that would be needed to get the hot dog in between this. I mean, it's crouching tiger, yeah. hidden dragon shit. Ch- Chow Young here. Fat could have been there. <laughs> hot dogs he was jumping on trees. Yeah, into her cleavage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the choreography for this hot dog to <laughs> dance down that cleavage is amazing. And it's so stupid because it's like, all right, Eugene, yeah, this is really embarrassing. And this girl's just standing there staring at him like, well, what are you going to do about it? She just leaves it in there. And he, and it's a hot, hot dog, right? Yeah, it's piping and, hot. And she's just like, come on, what are we going to do about this? And he's trying with like the tongs and then the hot dog breaks. It's like, you know what? Just take your fucking hand, excuse yourself, pull the hot dog out, and be done with it. Just be done with oh, it. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, eat it out. No, well, you know, <laughs> you if you want to take it out with your teeth, <laughs> then then a party's really going on. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's pretty good symbolism because that's what he's doing to his chances of getting laid. He's just, m- like, messing with it and mangling, mangling it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, th- you know... Th- the plot of this movie is Joe Dunbaker tries to get this place shut down through a series of things. And then, you know, in between the shutdown attempts, there's just a bunch of silly vignettes. Gags, you know, just so many gags. Uh, including one where uh, Jeff is playing, like, strip gaming with these two ladies. Oh, my God. I... And they pipe in, like, fire extinguisher spray through a vent and the girls think the room is on fire and jeff's like oh my god we're all gonna die and these girls run out oh of course they run out topless into the arms of joe don baker someone takes a photograph it's very silly yeah that yeah that's that is a sexy prank on now now see they were like dorfus was playing that on jeff like did, I don't know if they were necessarily setting up Jonah Baker. Well, I mean, it was very well, convenient. That's something I don't get is that none of these because gag- Jeff wasn't into it. Yeah, that's I for mean, sure. Well, that's things I don't know, but he's into it the minute he finds out what it is. That's because he almost immediately knows what it is because he's like, "Oh, that's a fire extinguisher, not smoke." Yeah, not he figures it out. Idiot. Right, but he's at laughing first, at them. But at first, he thinks he's going to die. He's oh like, yeah, I will be burned alive yep. without finding my. Long lost love. Yeah, totally. Sandy. Yeah. Like your name is Sandy, we've come to find out in this I've picture. Moved across this country owning arcades trying to find <laughs> Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> 
This episode is brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. There's also the van sequence, which is like, again, Eugene is very new on his feet here. He's wet behind the ears, this Eugene. So he (laughs) he comes in and he's like, Oh, Mr. Jeffrey, there's a van outside and it's rocking back and forth. And like Jeff and Dorfus are like laughing, like, why don't you go check it out, Eugene? And Jeff's like, yeah, I'll put you in charge. That's your first big task, Eugene. You're in charge of the task force assigned to figuring out what's going on there. And he hops up on the roof. Of course, the sunroof's open because it's California. You're you're relaxing in your van hot tub. By the way, like, what are you even talking about, van hot tub? (laughs) Yeah, how do you retrofit that? How do the motor? I don't know. Guaranteed that water's fucking disgusting. Oh, it's gross. It's got to be gross. I am kind of disappointed that I missed van culture. (laughs) (laughs) 
Are you kidding, man? Like, if van culture came back with the technology we have now, pretty some pretty sick vans, dude. Oh, there'd be some pretty sick vans. What's that movie where there's like a there's like a killer van or something? Uh, is that yeah. Supervan? I don't know. Supervan. I is think that, it's. Su- oh, okay. Is that a what is Supervan a killer van or a party van? There might be two different movies. I thought it was a killer van. Maybe it is. I mean, there's plenty of movies about party vans. I might I be confusing it with that movie, The Car, though, mm, where that, that car is haunted by the devil. Yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With James Brolin. Yeah, that. Uh, you know that movie sounds better than it is. It's a little, little sleeper. <laughs> by the way, Eugene's brought in. He's. Uh, uh, supposed to be kind of like an accountant type, correct? No, he's like uh, he's hired to work at the concession stand. He's just a, he, he's just he's just a kid just, from the high school, I guess. Why not fucking a, a janitor? A place uh, somebody to clean this shit up. Like uh, janitors, you got to pay money. Well, That's I mean, problem you, you right fucking there, put a broom in Eugene's hand. Have no, he's he's doing janitorial work though is because he? that's how he meets Dorfus. Is he's like. Going around, he's polishing up all the the consoles, and then he's he's yelling at Dorfus because he's a fat pig who's got food on top of the video game, right? Yeah, popcorn and stuff, and he ruins Dorfus. Dorfus was about to get seven figures on Pac Man or some shit. <laughs> yeah, totally yeah, yeah, real that, exciting that stuff. Thing, yeah. You know, real groundbreaking moments in his it life. It was riveting back then. You know, that was the first time anyone was getting seven figures on on Pac Man. I mean, like the, uh, the King of Kong. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah, I like that. So anyway, he's on top of this van. Oh, yeah. And there's some serious eh, fucking going on inside of it. Oh, yeah, it's getting pretty wet and wild in there. They Like, we actually have the moment where, you know, they, but the thing is, like, we actually hear that they, these these people just eject, let me just say, you know, I'll try to say a medical term here, <laughs> yeah, into, e- the, into that water. That's what I'm saying. Oh, it's yeah. guaranteed disgusting. Someone's getting ringworm in this hot tub or pregnant. And I mean, how is the drainage working? Where you just like shit water coming so, out yeah. of your van all the Dale, time? Dale, definitely named Dale, the dude who owns this van. Yeah. After the the day's worth or the week's worth of shenanigans, depending upon how busy Dale is, Dale drives up to like you know the hill on the outskirts of town and just dumps the fucker out. Just, Shitter's full. Yeah, just tips, opens the door, tips over the hot tub, empties. Ugh. All the disgust out onto the, you know, just the, all, the hill. All the leaders of him uh, yeah, out into the... Uh. Then you just, you know, you put some, you spray it with some uh, Lysol there, you know, and then fill it back up with water. You're ready to go for the weekend, man. Well, yeah, because like... Dale's Van Hot Tub. Uh. Dale and his regular girl, I'll call her Clarice. Um, <laughs> they are both I mean, naked. They're so. both naked, and they're both like, it's kind of like a swinger. Th- like, they're in there like... They're in their like late thirties, forties. It looks like yeah, it's an they, older couple. They, which they is just hanging out in the parking lot of a fucking arcade doing Dude, this. Man, sounds good to me. They've got little champagne glasses. They're drinking <laughs> yeah, af- after they've much. they've already they've done their stuff, and then they're <laughs> drinking their their champagne. Eugene's on the sunroof, peering in like a fucking creep weirdo. The girl <laughs> sees him; she's cool with it because they, they. That's the thing; is they probably want to get caught. A third for backgammon, absolutely. Yeah, they're like, "Oh yeah, look at us! Look what we just did." Well, he he sees and he falls right in. He falls into the hot tub. face first into that cesspool. Eugene has all sorts of shit now. Yeah, gross. Yeah, he spends the rest rest of the movie shaking in a, freezing in a towel and <laughs> pissing blood. No, I believe he comes out like um the guy uh 
the guy who gets hit with the uh, acid bath in RoboCop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would have to come out. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're a monster. Yeah, after that's that, how that for happens. sure. Uh, so Jonah Baker has these two nephews who are like idiot nephews, you know, and they're like his number one and number two guys, you know. I believe John Deal's the number one because I can remember the actor who played him. John Deal. John Deal. John Deal. The he's the villain in Mo Money. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Who's been in a bunch of stuff? He's been uh-huh. in like everything. He usually plays a mouth breather, which <laughs> you know. Here we are. So these two idiots, they're trying to help Joe Don Baker find out ways to shut the place down. So these two guys go undercover. John Deal as a hippie, and the other guy is poorly dressed up as a woman. Yeah, and like they go into the arcade, and there's John Grease, like uh, uh, King King Vidiot, who's of course like a Bugs Bunny cartoon, attracted to this dude dressed right. up as a lady, and doesn't know that he's a dude, you know. And, well, uh, well, to make it more goth, let's say Pepe Le Pew, because they're they're both <laughs> bla- wearing black. And yeah, you're right. Uh, so they go in, and like it is the worst undercover job of all time. Like this dude's just yelling peace all the time. This guy is not trying at all to sound like a woman. He's just basically talking like a guy. And they come up with the brilliant idea of there's no security at this place. We'll come in after they close down and steal all the arcade games. So this is our first like big action piece of the movie. Eugene overhears what's you know going on. So they come up with a great plan. And the plan is McDorfus and Eugene go to Joe Don Baker's house to like distract him slash get some dirt on him. Yeah. And these guys like allow these two nephews to steal all the arcade games and get them out of there. But then they siphon all the gas out of the truck and steal them back. Classic humiliation gag. These dudes think they're going to get away with it. And then when they get back to Joe Don Baker's house, the truck is empty. Humiliating. <laughs> but it's important to go through what exactly happens in Joe Don Baker's house. Oh, because it's the craziest, most offensive shit that you would not get away with making this movie today. Yeah, yeah I, um, I, I really don't know where this comes from. Chris, it's really weird. Chris, uh, what's what's the... Uh, is this a- is this good misogyny or? Uh, <laughs> I mean, like this it's is fine, just, it's just like lazy. A... It's lazy misogyny. It's just... it's also creep town. Yeah, so I mean, this is real creep town. We're doing a little bit of an Animal House thing, right? We're putting a ladder up to the window, and originally, you know, they intend to only spy on Joe Don Baker, see what's going on, and these two idiots get up to the window and then the ladder falls so they have to climb in and it turns out whoops they're in joe don baker's bedroom joe don baker's not there but his wife is fast asleep and you're like okay so far this movie is just an innocent boob comedy Mm -hmm. but then you know when the lights go out mcdorfus gets a little weird and he's like all right eugene Now's your chance to become a man. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah, no. Wait a second. What? And he's like, it's okay. She's asleep. Yeah. And even Eugene's like, I don't know about this, Dorfus. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got to harness your manhood right now and just do it. And he's like, what? And then this woman who's like pilled out and like half asleep, half passed yeah, out. Yeah, she's got like a sleeping mask on. Like, you know, she's got her uh, one of those face ma- I mean, yeah she's yeah. got like, like an evening facial on thank over. you yeah I, w- I was about to say a facial too but then i caught myself it's all right it's not a good thing to say in this situation and so this woman thinks that 
Eugene is Joe Don Baker, and she's all drugged out, and it's a lot of like, oh baby, get over here, like, and she oh, turns into forever. this. Yeah, she turns like into a Tex Avery cartoon all of a sudden. Like, oh, it's been so long, big man of mine. See, and that well, that's another underlying thing is Joe Don Baker's such an asshole because he doesn't get laid. Yeah, you know he what? He needs to get laid. You're exactly right. But he's also, I mean, he's cold. He has no interest in his wife. He doesn't want to fuck that either. <laughs> I mean, no, as you right. find out. But, like, am I the only one who kind of thought, like, McDorfus is probably going to turn out to be, like, Will Forte's cousins in Nebraska? Just oh. sitting on a couch <laughs> well, no, and laughing. The, the whole thing about how um, in the kitchen scene where uh, Juice Squibb's like, oh, um, uh, he had his community service because the girl dropped the suit. Oh, ew. Yeah, you're right. McDor- yeah, McDorfus would grow yeah. up to McDorfus has got 10 years before that happens. <laughs> so, I mean, this starts getting really silly. And this is like the most impossible scene in the movie. So, like, the fat guy, you know, Dorfus goes out to see what's going on. And he sees Joe Dunbaker coming down the hallway. Now, one, not a big house. You see the hallway. You see Joe Dunbaker come around the corner. There's no way he does not see this fat guy. Yeah. Like, they're operating off of the whole, like, well, the lights are all out. No, 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 no. <laughs> Joe Dunbaker sees this guy. So the fat guy slams the door. You probably then, smell him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can smell that B.O. grease and hot dog scent from anywhere. I, I mean, he's <laughs> farted once already. <laughs> but, like, that's not that's definitely not the only piece of this potpourri that's going around <laughs> with McDorfus. So Dorfus hides in the closet. And then, like... Eugene is still like getting manhandled by this sleepy wife. Joe Don Baker comes in and he's like, opens the closet door, and it's really the gag of like Dorfus is handing him his PJs, you know. And Joe Don Baker just doesn't notice that there's an arm holding out clothing for him, like fucking Beauty and the Beast, you know. And so like he gets in his jammies, right? And like she's in bed like wrestling with this this nerd like oh baby oh baby and like Joe Don Baker's like oh shut up you cow why don't you go back to sleep honey you having a seizure again yeah and so he gets into bed and you're telling me he doesn't one see this dude wrestling around with his wife when he gets in the bed and then two when he lays in bed he can't tell that there's two people already in there and so he's sandwiching the nerd in between himself and the wife the wife's still like just feeling up this kid. This kid's desperately trying to get out of there. Then the fat guy comes out of the closet and he's trying to sneak out of the bedroom. And what does he do? What is he, Can you guess, audience, what he does? It's, 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 it's imperative that he does not make a sound when he leaves this room. Oh, if you guessed he rips a huge fart, correct. You are correct. <laughs> this guy shits his pants. And instead of Joe Don Baker being like, someone across the room just fucking farted, he turns the other way and yells at his wife that he thought she was going to go see the doctor about that, which then that opens up all sorts <laughs> yeah, of shit. I mean, that's what really... is this woman just constantly farting to the point where Joe Don Baker has recommended she see a doctor for <laughs> flatulence? Holy shit. This movie is now off. It's officially off the rails. It's just one of those things where, like, what, what take the... First of all, why not set up a thing where he, like, he has to take his contacts out? It's simple fucking yes. enough. Yep. Oh, honey, I just took out my contacts. I, I can't really see oh, what I'm doing here. I don't know if those were invented yet. But still a glasses gag even. Something. Yeah. yeah. Anything but, to be like, but he's right there. Here's the thing. Also, to cover the whole, like, darkness thing, have him accidentally, like, 
walk into a, a nightstand or something and be like, oh, it's so dark in here. That solves the whole thing where, like, you have to have movie lighting so we can see what's going on. Because otherwise, it's bright as shit in this room and you can see everything. And the fact that he doesn't see this fat fuck shitting his pants by the closet <laughs> and this man in bed with his wife, it's so ridiculous. He should have. I would Now, it would have been an interesting turn if the movie did the following. He finds out there his eyes turn red. And I'm going to string him up by the balls is what I'm going to do. He grabs Eugene by the balls <laughs> and beats Dorfus to death with his body. <laughs> And by the, by the time he's done, it's just a quivering mass of flesh that you don't know where it begins or ends. It's the Cronenberg, you're saying? Yeah, he fucking straight up flies these guys. And then the, the corpse just keeps farting long after he's dead. <laughs> There's just continuous farting. Oh, oh, and, by, and, then, and obviously then, I mean, he's gone this far. He's going to kill his wife as well. I mean, I think That's that, then I think he goes full Rambo and he just take, tries to take out the whole town. That's oh, where this movie should have gone is right. Joe Don Baker gets an unregistered handgun and goes and shoots up this arcade. Yeah. Oh, God. What would I give for that movie? <laughs> well, because, it's anyway. about a deranged man who shoots up an arcade full of Oh, kids. actually, no. He just takes a two-by-four with him. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, all you need. Here we go. Walking no tall no firearms. Yeah. There's uh, prostitution going on in this arcade. <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. Buf- Buford Pusser. Yeah, Bu- Buford Pusser's going to go and clean up this arcade. This, 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 this lousy, sinful video arcade that they have set up here. He goes in and kicks some ass. Maybe, maybe people are gambling on the arcade games. Like, I bet you $50,000 this guy loses in under 10 minutes. However you would go about gambling on video games, right? Like, this dude can beat this guy, whatever. Joe Dunn Baker breaks it all up. There's some bootlegging going on. Maybe they're, they're, oh, oh, serving alcohol to underage kids. Joe Dunn Baker get a two-by-four in for that, too. Maybe they're buying Russian video games. (laughs) Oh shit! This Boom. goes all the way to the Kremlin. Yeah, is... It's just all Tetris. Yeah, <laughs> it's every console is Tetris. So, when I was a boy, this used to be this used to be nothing but a, a cabbage and cheese general store, and <laughs> that's the way we liked it. it. Was simpler. It was better back then. A big week was red cabbage came in, not just the usual white and green. But you freaks wouldn't know anything about that, would you? So there's this dumbass thing where the fat guy gets out of the house and then rings the doorbell. And Joe Don Baker gets out of bed to go see what's going on. And then the fat guy is, like, hilariously stalling. Gibberish. Yeah, like, Just while Eugene tries gibberish. to... He starts to, like, cry about his childhood and his problems and stuff. And Joe Don Baker, uncharacteristically, for Joe, Joe Don Baker and his character, is <laughs> kind of nice. Like, hey, buddy, I mean, I don't know about your problems. I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, yeah, he's like, oh, I'm really sorry that happened to you. I'm like, no, you're not. You're Joe Don Baker. You don't care about anybody but yourself. I wake up in the middle of the night, and I open. I, I mean, we're, a lot of assumptions are being made here. I'm opening the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For one, you're giving a shit enough to open a, the door. A, I'm opening the door. B, on the other end of that door is McDorfus. Yeah, yeah if um, I open the door, there's a morbidly obese sweat hog with a Hawaiian shirt and a tattered under <laughs> uh, undershirt there. Just talking nonsense. Get, dude, get the two by four. Yeah. Two by four time. No, get the lock on my door. Yeah. That's what you get. I fucking close it and I lock it. You got to make sure because here's the thing. You can't have a surprise fat party animal at the door because that dude will push right past you. Yeah. He'll <laughs> knock through the chain, whatever. Should have just 
just you got to confront that face on. You got to go out there and face him, and then you got to curb him. <laughs> really? Yeah, somehow you got to <laughs> figure it out. That's got to be the end result. That's the end game. That's How are you getting Dorfus on the ground to curb stomp this <laughs> yeah, guy? First of all, because obviously, okay. Now listen, Jonah. I know what I said was a little extreme, but. <laughs> They were in there trying to rape his wife. Like, yeah, that's Dorfus yeah. was basically saying, "Rape this woman." Dorfus yeah. has earned himself a curb stomp. Yeah, you yeah know, they, you're right. They're you know, and you know, home invasion. That that's a whole other bucket of worms right there. It's I a mean. whole other genre. <laughs> yeah, genre. Hey, and it's for no like actual other than like just in general. Get us blackmailing materials, please. Yeah, exactly. Like go in, try to find. It's some, not you're not yeah. in there for a genuine like idea, but anyway. What you were saying about McDorfus and Eugene getting killed, here's the thing. <laughs> yes. If that happens... That's actually a play I'm writing. Uh, McDorfus and e- Eugene get killed. Are dead. Are dead, yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's about, it's about what McDorfus and Eugene are doing while the rest of Joysticks is going on. We're following all the Joysticks main mm-hmm. characters. Well, that's the thing. I don't give a fuck about the rest of Joysticks. To me, Joysticks is all Eugene and McDorfus. The Jeff, comedy pairing. Jeff Bailey is like such a like you know, white bread who gives a shit. But he's a good guy, though. He's not a scumbag. Eh. He gave Eugene that job, and he is openly friends with Dorfus, which is not something you see in these movies. That's right, old sport. <laughs> Even fat guys can come in my arcade. Fat guys, poor guys, nerds, they're all welcome. Here's some fireworks and a, a souped-up Jay-Z song. McDorfus is his ace in the hole. Who's ace in the hole? He's Jeff Bailey's oh, ace in I the see. hole. Because he uses him twice for gambling purposes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I knew you kids were doing something in there. <laughs> now it's time for the two-by-four. Get out here. Buford Pusser style. So McDorfus and Vidiot have at this point a just a, a, a game off. Well, because what happens is they're successful in foiling the nephew's plots, right? And they get all the video game consoles back into the arcade. So Jeff says, all right, everybody, to celebrate, after hours, private party at my arcade. Tokens are on the house. Bring all the babes. We're going to party till the sun comes up. And Vidiot rolls in, and Jeff's like... Hey, Vidiot, you didn't have anything to do with this wacky scheme we just pulled off. This is a private party. And it escalates a little bit because he's supposed to be kind of a threat or a foil. Right. Vidiot wants to say. That's the thing is, like, they're at odds with Vidiot, but, like, they let him... They don't ban him from the establishment ever. He's a paying customer. He's putting a lot of tokens into these machines. And, you know, they, they, they hear him out enough to say, okay, well... We'll do what you're proposing. Vidiot proposes that they have, you know, I play a game, and if I win, we get to stay. And yeah. if you win, we'll hit the road. But, you know, he fucking chooses Dorfus's tribute. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that would be great. Loser gets a fucking bullet in the head. That's the end. <laughs> That's how joysticks hey, rolls. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> There is not one game over joke in this movie, and it's really unfortunate. Yeah, that's not fun. Like, uh, where's your kill screen gag or something, right? Well, I mean, video games don't really... Well, actually, it's funny because they premiered Super Pac-Man in this movie. Yes. As we'll find out. Yep. Oh, Much you know, like Super Mario Brothers 3 in The in Wizard. The Wizard yep. Also, around this time in the movie is actually when I caught the eye of some some video game titles, and I just wanted to read two of them. That sure. were right next to each other uh-huh. that I would love to play. First one is called Space Dungeon. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a dungeon that's in space. Sure. The next one is very similar. It kind of goes hand in hand. Maybe the Sea Dungeon? No, no, no. Star Castle. <laughs> I think the Space Dungeon is in the Star Castle. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I would think it would have to be. One's a spinoff of the other one. Yeah. I mean, He-Man's probably involved somewhere. <laughs> I mean, these, for the most part, these were real games. Yeah. Like Devil's Pass or whatever well, the game is the that they play. I mean, at one these point. might be real too. I mean, I it's it's 1983. Who I mean, a lot of these titles probably didn't survive. Yeah, like, I mean, upgrades. like I remember the racing game that's at the beginning. I've definitely played that. Yeah, yeah, that was familiar. Um, but th- yeah, I d- I've never heard of either of those. I mean, they probably. I mean, it's probably about Asgar. <laughs> if they existed, you could probably find. Um, what do they call them? Uh, re- emulators. Yeah, emulators, you could probably yeah. find an emulator of these games. I bet you it's out there. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Perfect. So they have this game off, and uh, this is where they're playing that Devil's Pass game. Yeah. Uh, Super Pac Man's at the end. They're playing this Devil's Pass game or whatever it's called. And Dorfus is doing the old, like, I'm just going to let my lives run out till there's one left while I slowly eat this chili dog. Right. Vidiot's like furiously playing, like, we got to win this. And he thinks thinks he's winning because Dorfus is just eating chili dogs. Yeah. And dropping shit on the floor. Let me get that fried. He finds a candy bar on the ground and starts eating it off of this arcade floor. Oh, I don't think so. I don't care who you are. Vidiot, Dorfus, whoever. Fuck the monkey. This is how Outbreak starts. (laughs) Yeah, Dorfus is definitely patient zero. Absolutely. At the at the end of Twelve Monkeys, it's just Dorfus on an airplane. That's (laughs) oh my god. Oh my god! It's the beginning. <laughs> oh, just he's on the plane in the plane bathroom. He's like, "Oh, a candy bar," and just eats it and starts shaking, <laughs> yelling shit. Oh yeah. But I forget where this is from. But I, I seem to remember that, like, um, it's like it must be a baseball movie or something where a guy won't take the first two pitches. It's like the big. It's like the big, yeah, game winning shot, and he won't take the first two pitches, but he will only take the last one. And that's what fucking Mark McDor- McDorfus is doing here. Yeah, he's really, he's waiting. The only thing I can think of is Mr. Baseball, where they're trying to intentionally walk Tom Selleck, and then Tom Selleck steps over the plate and swings and gets a hit anyway. Not the exact same thing at all. No, that's I'm the forgetting only thing what I was thinking of. Anyway, so Dorfus distracts him at one point, like, oh, you're about to die. And then John Grease Vidiot loses, like, his last life. And then Dorfus gets in there and plays a little bit and kicks some ass. And then, again, this is why Jeff's a good dude, because after that's all over with, he's like, you know what, Vidiot? After all that, like, you know, we've had some fun. You don't have to leave. Just don't cause any trouble. And they just, everybody just goes back. The world resets itself. And we're all just bonding over playing video games. And that's what is great about this arcade and, the, and Bailey's arcade in particular. You know, like. <laughs> the, the community everyone, aspect. Yeah. Every, every, and like we said before, everyone's on, on an even footing. It's not like one click takes over and, and are just shit heels to everyone else. There's really no like slobs real versus arcades. snobs. Like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, real arcades. Yeah, well, you put ha, the quarter on the screen thing. You ever oh, do that yeah, when you're yeah. saving a game? You, you save a game. Oh yeah, you're, you're reserving the yeah, spot. Yeah. yeah, that's shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's a little. Come on, let's just have fun. Let's. Uh... So Joe Don Baker comes in again, by the way, because also when he's distracted by the nephews coming back with the empty pickup truck, the daughter Patsy runs off with Dorfus and Eugene back to the arcade. 
And so he comes to pick up his his daughter again, and it's a lot of just dragging her out by the hair or whatever the fuck. And that's when Joe Don Baker decides like he's going to get the community involved. So they start the next day getting like people outside picketing. He gets the local news to show up and do a story about like the Ugh. filth that's going on at this, God, this goddamn yeah. video arcade and all this shit. And it's like people holding signs and whatnot. And then just as quick as these people show up, Jeff Bailey, you know, very intuitive businessman is like, Hey, all you people picketing out there. If you come in here and turn in your signs, you get free tokens and you can just play video games. Again, cementing the fact most problems in this world could be solved by people bonding over playing video games, apparently. They should have well, the you, they should have the new G seven summits in arcades. Well, you know, that's what uh you know how Obama got reelected. More free stuff. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you like seen it's some of these people joke. on like the Call of Duty screens? Like, I mean, if you hear, I mean, stuff no, like that. No, but that's that's what's very interesting about this. To to back away from talking about this movie again, but when you're at the arcade and you're playing in person with people, there's no room for fucking racial slurs and everything. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. When you do the online gaming and it's right. the Call of Duties and the whatever, dude. I have never heard so much hate speech outside of like a YouTube comment board. You know, for a second I thought you were going to say a YouTube concert. <laughs> well, that's, I was like, oh, wow. Well, you hear a lot of hate speech there too, but it's mostly like "fuck that guy Bono." You yeah. know, <laughs> that is hate speech. But no, it's it's totally a thing. Like if you have to play someone who might be your rival and you're playing them in person, you're not going to cowardly resort to just like calling names from the anonymity of the internet, right? Like this whole like console gaming, online console gaming right. has ruined the peacekeeping efforts of video arcades. Well, and I mean, that's the thing is I think that at home gaming has peeled back, you know, a layer of the onion because <laughs> back then they would give you like there would be guys who were like, Oh, can I play, you know, second player on Area 51? Yeah. And, oh, great and the, game. And then the guy is just like, you, what, you can't fucking aim? What the fuck's your problem? <laughs> you didn't kill the green one. What the fuck? Like, he, he can curse at you and he can be an asshole to you, but he can't whip out the racial slurs. Yes. And he can't really, like, get the real digs in on you. So that's what at-home gaming allows. But you're still getting the assholes. Yeah. They're still there. there. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, real-life video arcades didn't have pricks in them because they were filled with pricks at yeah. all times because that's just the nature of these things, right? But there is something different about having to play someone in person versus sitting on your couch, being fat in the dark, and, <laughs> you know, using well, some epithet against somebody on the other side of the country. By who, the way, who probably, it probably doesn't even apply to either, by the way. It's oh, just yeah, an exactly. to say racial slurs. But yep. I honestly don't get that whole talking aspect. Like, I want to play a video game. I don't want to fucking, you know, talk about... Uh, the race wars. <laughs> well, the impending race the, wars. Even the intended use of it is weird, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm over here. I'm on your six. I don't get like, it. Like, no, just stop. Like, yeah. that's why I want to put headphones on, listen to music, yeah. and play fucking punch out in the dark without yeah. dealing with anybody. Yeah, like, even, even if I'm playing like a, a shoot 'em up game online or whatever, it's just like. You're turning that microphone off. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Listen, uh, uh, no one needs to hear this voice more than than already. 
But also, like, I just don't have the patience. Also, for that. I'm a lone I, wolf, man. Like, exactly. I, I'm playing these games by myself. I don't want to be yep. part of a unit. Also, I'm a dirty shit, man. I will probably start killing people on my own team, whatever it takes. Oh, oh man, yeah. if I mean, if you ever, <laughs> if anybody played me in Goldeneye, they know I'm a shitty fucker. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I will fucking get down and dirty. Chris Cavan, Golden Eyes, shitty fucker. <laughs> I just want to see that, that. That's your online handle. So I would love. You yeah, guys, that's just it's his Xbox got, name. Is shitty shitty fucker. fucker. This has got to be a new like side project. It's getting Cabin on one of these Call of Duty type of games <laughs> and with the screen name Shitty Fucker. And you shitty fucker WHM. So so you know it's him. Not some other shitty fucker. Yeah. And you're done taking all the racial hatred that doesn't make sense. <laughs> and you're going to give it back. Yep. Tenfold. So Jodan Baker's trying to give back to this community by shutting down this video arcade. He's got the news there, but it blows up in his face. Not only do they take away all the picketers because they all go inside playing video games, but he invites the news reporter like to his house to do a story about it but jeff bailey has already got to this woman saying hey i have a picture of joe don baker hanging out at my very arcade having a very salacious time with a couple of nice young ladies you want to see that so then it's awesome because it's like joe don baker has this scene where he flips out at like the gotcha journalism that's happening He's like, oh, you, you call this journalistic integrity? And he's like ripping off his microphone. Like, he's it's a he's whole lot of really bullshit. fucking indignant. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's unsettling. And, like, and he's going to march out of his own living room now. <laughs> Talk about awkward. I'll be out on the lawn. Let me know when you're done in here. It's so uncomfortable. But uh, so, so this is like our, our whole setup, right? It's really he's getting frustrated. So we have to yeah. have we finally take it where it needs to go, which is to the mayor, right? If we were on a college campus, we're going to the Dean or the president of the yeah. college or whatever, or the, the, the property owner of the ski resort. In this case, we have to go to the mayor of the town to get this place shut down. And the, that's why like the third act of this movie kind of slows because all of a sudden it's fucking 12 angry men. And it's like a court case. This thing goes on. For, it's like 15 fucking minutes. Joe Don Baker's got all these character witnesses as to like, you know why playing video games is so terrible for you so there's like the high school coach that's like all oh, my boys are going to play video games instead of going to the wet room and, well he uh, has a weird line about how like they're like you're supposed to you know hold back all the sexual energy to be able to wait i'm supposed to hold that back yeah. Well, if you want to be well, good on the field, good on the field, oh, 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 yeah. you have to hold yeah. it back. And he's like, "Well, they're getting it. They're just coming when they do these video games here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're no good on the fucking field now." And then there's like this nurse who I don't know if she's supposed to be like the school nurse or whatever. Who's like, "You kids are getting calluses on their hands from the the uh, pressing the buttons or whatever." And then she's like, "And you're getting arcade carpal tunnel from doing the joysticks." And she starts just making the jerk off motion, yeah. and like every. Everybody's just laughing at her. Uh, like Jodan Baker's got a really thin case here with he, these witnesses. He, he, one, one of his witnesses is King Vidiot, who he gets to beforehand. And uh, Jodan Baker meeting King, formally meeting King Vidiot for the first time is an interesting <laughs> thing to, to witness because he actually says, Take me to your leader. Oh, because <laughs> you're like from Mars or something, right? You got you got what makeup on? You must be from another planet. <laughs> so he bribes Vidiot, like like you know, do what do what I say, and I will get you your 
own arcade machine. Right. Oh, yeah. So they have like this unhealthy alliance. Right. So it's just like when when Vidya gets into the court seat, he's like, well, like, tell me, tell me what you told uh, told me before about what what you feel about this arcade and, and what it means to you. And King Vidya says. It made me who I am. <laughs> and it's just like, well, you know, he's, well, he's a burn punk. it to the ground. Yeah, he's a punk, you know, so we got to. Yeah, we, we got to execute him. We have to burn down the arcade, salt the earth for which it was built upon, <laughs> yes. just to make sure this there's no the more. This is the outcome of this? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, we have to make sure stop. there's no more this... King Vidiots released on the world. This is know? now truly a cause. Yeah. Uh, so they're going through and it's just, it's, it's the trial that these movies all have, you know, like Jeff's up there, you know, pleading his case. There is a weird thing though, that they do. There's two fantasy sequences here. So the first one is it's Joe Dunn Baker. And he's like, I want to tell everyone here in this room, just what it's like to come into this video arcade. And then it cuts to like this hell fantasy where there's all this S and M and like fucking just everywhere. It, it's, it's a Horomius Bosch painting. <laughs> It's like fragments of people committing sins. It, and... it also is what I imagine the whorehouse Beetlejuice ghost to looks like inside. <laughs> yes. Except oh. for there's just mud wrestling everywhere. Yeah, there's mud wrestling going on. There's the, 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 the boob percentage. This is the number one scene of the movie. Yeah. You got like, I don't even know, at least eight out. I believe. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's nudity everywhere. The fat guy, Dorfus, like, he's got his shirt off, and there's, like, a couple of women feeding him grapes. This is really perverse, man. I don't know. This guy making this fantasy up is a sick ticket. Well, that's what's weird. It's like, Jordan Baker, yeah, like, we can agree with you that this arcade is a real scuzz hall. But you're, like, this is what you see when you go in there. You think it's that debauched that it's, like, at this weird devil orgy level? That's fucked up, Joe Dunbaker. I mean, I want them to, you know, purchase a vacuum, but, like, (laughs) it's not like I'm getting blown in this place. Let's just No, just put a couple of air fresheners in the bathroom, clean the carpet every now and again, and we're in business. It's it's not a hospital. It doesn't have to be totally sanitary. (laughs) You know, it's it's an arcade. It doesn't, you know what? It shouldn't be any cleaner or shittier than your average movie theater. Yeah. It's the same kind of shit. Like you're going for entertainment. There's a concession stand. There's shitty kids everywhere. Sweep up the popcorn. We don't, we're not, you know, <laughs> I know there's stuff down there. Keep Dorfus out of the ladies' room, you know. I'm not, all that good I'm stuff. I'm not saying you need to have a mop, but like once a week, man. That's all <laughs> I'm asking. Get once Eugene out there with a the mop and bucket, man. It's not going to cost you anything. <laughs> So then we have the other side of it, which is Jeff, you know, and he's presenting what he thinks, you know, the arcade is like, which is like this heavenly, angelic thing where everybody's at peace. It's so great to come to the video arcade. And it's like, dude, just tell people what it is, man. It's good old fashioned fun. It's a place where teens can go. They're not on the streets. They're not doing drugs. Like the the worst, the quote worst that's happening to them is there's a little bit of friendly nudity every now and again, both male and female. A little right. edit. They're not doing drugs there. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Everybody's out in Dale's hot tub van. There's, that's where you're getting a every- big parking lot. Because <laughs> you know what. Dale's got what you need. Yeah, Dale's Dale's got a compartment of things. You don't even have to ask if it's possible. Dale makes it happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. So, Come back in five minutes. You know, the piece de resistance of this defense 
<laughs> is he's going to sh- now he gets a slide at like oh yeah because it's eighty three so you got to get a giant slide projector up and set this whole thing up and Joe Don Baker's got a good ten minutes to be like what what is going on here yeah there's yeah. a deleted scene where they're just setting up all the audio visual equipment in this room <laughs> yeah they get the AV club in there. Yeah, it's it's the AV club consisting of this fat pig who opens the screen and then the nerdlinger who's operating the slideshow, you know. So and then they throw up the picture of Jodan Baker with these two women who have their breasts exposed. It's the photo coming back to bite him in the ass yeah. from right. the fire extinguisher prank. And he has a well I never moment and uh <laughs> your yeah. classic 1980s boob comedy well I never. And then of course cuz it's, you know, a, a happy go lucky boob comedy. They're like well, uh, that means I believe that nothing bad happened. No loss were broken. The video car cage stays. <laughs> gavel, gavel, gavel. And what's awesome is the mayor does a real like, all right, let's just get the hell out of here. This, yeah. this circus that I just presided over. Joe Don Baker's like his brother-in-law. He's like, I guess I, you know, man, you didn't, you, this is not a defense. This is no evidence whatsoever. So and it's horseshit because we just sat through this whole trial, but Joe Don Baker is not satisfied. He comes back at them, and we have another game off. And it's it's annoying because I'm liking this movie, but you just made me sit through that, and then now we're just gonna duplicate pretty much the same scene, right? Exactly. Where Joe Don Baker's like, okay. My team versus your team. My player will be King Vidiot once again. And and Jeff's like, okay, and my player will be Dorfus once again. So the twist this time is the two nephews kidnap Dorfus and he goes missing. So Jeff has to play the video game. And the whole movie, you've we've come back to, you know, people like uh, some ladies are coming up like, Jeff, play this video game with us. And he he's always like, now, girls, you know, I don't play these games, but you don't know why. And we find out in this bullshit flashback, Jeff doesn't play these games because one night after oh hours, God. he was losing his virginity with his longtime girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's getting pretty hot in this video arcade. There's candles everywhere on the it's arcade Like a consoles. bed of furs? Yeah, like, it's... it's- so it's silly. like if Burt Reynolds owned a video yeah. arcade. <laughs> oh my god, heaven again. Uh, also, <laughs> by the way, you're on that floor. Yeah, yeah, you're on. Yeah, that you floor. might want to get yourself checked out. It's like, oh, I, I lost my virginity in the back of a van. I lost my virginity at the 50-yard line of the football field. Oh, wait, where'd you lose your virginity? Oh, on the floor of the fucking video arcade that used to be downtown. In a bed of filth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the big bed of filth and like <laughs> well you you know you, if someone's going for it kudos to them it's know? true i guess i mean if you're really going for it so he's telling this story to eugene and he's like so you know we're we're making love and the most horrifying thing happened when uh, my eyes went up and caught the gaze of her father staring at us and this dude i guess just like broke into the arcade yeah. and just you know took this woman away and he's like and then they moved the next day, and I haven't seen her in six months. Now let's 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 all consider this for a second. You you find your daughter sleeping with some boy from the neighborhood. Uh huh. You decide to instantly put your house on the market. You, <laughs> yep. have, you have enough stashed away to move cross country or wherever the fuck. Yep. Quit your job. Yep. Quit pack whatever. Everything. Yeah. You quit. Yeah. Your your life is over. <laughs> And now you restarted as a settler somewhere else. It, it seems no a little sense. extreme. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't make. It kind of would be great if that was the whole fucking movie. 
Yep. That, how that guy had to extricate himself from this community because his daughter slept with a guy. You're fucking the coin <laughs> jockey at the arcade. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So, you know, Eugene's like, well, listen, Dorfus has gone missing. You have to play. So then there's like this really quick bullshit training montage where he's like, because he says like, you know, I can't even look at a video game screen or else I get nauseous and faint or, or whatever. Yeah. So it's like Eugene does a little bit of training with him. And it's the dumb thing where like you're playing video games, but like he's doing push ups and sit ups. Like, come on. Also, what the fuck? Eugene, like, okay, well, actually, I guess that makes sense. But like McDorf is getting kidnapped. I don't quite. I can't even for a comedy. My head doesn't wrap around. Where's it. The, where's the scene where they're shooting him with a fucking tranquilizer? Gun? <laughs> it's got to be three in the back. Like yeah. it, it, it's Dorfus, while he's Dorfus hobbling is not away, going down easily, especially no. not with mouth breathing John Deal and his spaghetti arms <laughs> trying to wrap around him. Well, somehow it happened, and he's tied up on Jodan Baker's couch. Yeah, you know, in in his house. And these two nephews are like watching TV and having some snacks. That's actually the torturous part for for Dorfus, right? Like he's hogtied on this couch, which sucks. But these guys are clearly eating in front of him to fuck with him, and he's getting really upset about it. So they're like, you know, we should go down to the video arcade and make sure that Uncle Joe Don Baker's all set up down there. And they just leave Dorfus on this couch. Enter Joe Don Baker's wife, who we've already huh. known to be a little cock crazy when she's asleep. Now this lady's awake, and again, Tex Avery cartoon, she's like, oh, man, and like, just like hops on top of this fat guy, and she's like, just ready to go. It's yeah. like, lady, I get it, you're married to Joe Don Baker, so the fucking taste level is already pretty low, but come on. But, but like, fucking Dean Wormer's wife, like, even though she was like, just like, all over Otter, yeah. like, there was like a sense, like, sh- he had to work for it a little bit. Like, he, she right. wanted to be seduced. Yeah, like, this lady this is just like, just here like, we go! <laughs> Whoa! A kidnap victim! <laughs> oh, so, they're getting ready to play this game, and so now we're cutting back and forth between the arcade right. and, and you know, the the uh, the uh, rudder residence. She yeah. should at least bathe him first, right? <laughs> yeah. Clean that off. Oh, God, that's just a nightmare I'm going to have tonight. Him Get all being, the... <laughs> like, sponge bath. <laughs> Get all the mustard out of that chest hair. I mean, <laughs> They 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 probably do it. They prob- I imagine they probably, that. I mean, you would have to. They would have to do it to job of the hot definitely, too. <laughs> definitely a funk going on. So he starts saying, like, you know, if you untie me, we can have some real wild times. And she's like going wild for this big fat party animal. And he's like, and you know what? If you let me go now, I'll come back later tonight, and I'll have all my friends with me. And guess what? Some of them are even better looking than me. And she's like, better looking than you? And that's when it hit me. Being married to Joe Don Baker for this long, it's like some weird Stockholm Syndrome shit. I guess not Stockholm Syndrome. The opposite. But it's, yeah, it's like delusional. Like, I will take anything over this monster that is Joe Don Baker in this movie. You know, I mean, normally I'd say bullshit, but I kind of buy it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I could see that happening. Yeah. I see and that so she's truth. just like, oh, so so you'll come back with like five guys and you'll be here? Oh, oh perfect. And he's like, we're going to fulfill your every desire. Yeah. You just have to untie me right now so I can go to the arcade. 
just unseemly. So, you know, they're playing against each other. This is where they're playing Super Pac-Man. It's King Vidiot versus Jeff. And Jeff's doing okay, not great. And Vidiot's just totally killing it because Pac-Man is his game, you know. And our 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 friend Joe Dunbaker is there, like, ready to, you know, watch Jeff throw in the towel and fail. By the way, the whole stipulation is if Vidiot wins, Jeff has to close down the arcade and vow to never open another one in town again. And then if Jeff wins, mm-hmm. Joe Don Baker's going to pull the stick out of his ass or just leave with the stick up his ass still and quit har- harassing the video arcade. Right. And by the way, the town is on his side. There's city officials from the preceding who are there playing video games now. Oh, yeah. The, the mayor, mayor starts getting right, into yes. it. It's wrapped up real hard in like Dungeon <laughs> Master or something. And I mean, you know, whatever. Clearly, Jeff pulls it out. He overcomes his phobia of playing video games and well, because and there's beats them. there's like a last minute they want to sub in dorfus because dorfus finally shows up but he's like no eugene's like no you yeah, gotta get you gotta let he's him gotta work it. through it it's, yep. it's his thing i'm like get the fuck out it's of a here. true moment of friendship chris i guess nerds jocks and fat slobs coming together <laughs> in a big loving circle of friendship it happens in joysticks 1983 <laughs> Just because you weren't there doesn't mean it didn't happen. I, I think I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a story. Oh going god! With. Whenever I hear something like that, I just think of uh, Eric Bana in uh, Star Trek 2009. Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. <laughs> For some reason, that sound clip has been in my head nonstop. Hey, speaking of, I saw it happen. The other thing, because I promised we would mention it, and I I just saw it in my notes, and I don't want to forget it because it would be a real big ball left hanging. I mentioned sexy farts earlier. While Dorfus is tied up on this couch and this woman is on top of him like, oh, it's a Dorfus. I want to keep it. He's fucking farting, right? And this lady is getting hornier by the toot. Like with every passing fart, she is getting hotter and hotter for this guy. And it's really fucking gross. Well, it's it's a trigger because in the (laughs) scene where he's trying to get Eugene to rape her. Yes. Um, he, what what awakens and makes her like crazy for him in her sleep state is a fart. Oh, that's right. Is a big ripper when the <laughs> when the fart from across the room happens yeah. and Joe Don Baker thinks it it's happened inches bing. away from him. You know what? I'm glad you didn't leave that ball hanging. Yeah, yeah. sexy farts. It happened. Don't tell me it didn't happen. <laughs> I saw it happen. It was a sexy fart, and it sparks false. <laughs> God. That would have been great. <laughs> That's a deleted Star Trek thread. Spock <laughs> farting in his little time cruiser. He farted so hard that R- R- Remus was blown off or whatever. <laughs> or, no, or Romulus or whatever. You know, was blown apart. Ass- asunder. <laughs> so they win the big thing. And then, like all of these things, right? Like, immediately when the tournament is won, Joe Don Baker's defeated. The grandfather comes home, and it is just this thousand-year-old man in a wheelchair. And he's like, he's like, oh, Sonny, uh, I see you kept the place up. Guess what I've been doing? And this old man has just been on a road trip hunting for Jeff's girlfriend that had to leave town. And he's got a sexy nurse with him. Oh, he's like, yeah. Oh, and by the way, yeah, I've been sleeping with her. This one's mine. <laughs> uh, good thing your grandmother's dead. 
And so here's, uh, you know, whatever her name is, Kathy or uh, Sandy, the girlfriend. Right, Sandy, yes. And he's like, Sandy? And this woman has no lines. She just, like, smiles, not even a hey, Jeff. And they have, like, a big hug. And then in classic boob comedy fashion, the old man, who is, of course, bosom buddies with Dorfus. Oh, he's yeah. like, say, Dorfus, you kept the place up nice here since I've been on my road trip. Well, say, Dorfus, who's that nerd over there? And he's like, oh, uh, you know, Mr. Bailey, Grandpa Bailey, I want to introduce you to Eugene. He's one of the new, uh, you know, one of the new managers. I didn't hire him. <laughs> yeah. Well, well you're, <laughs> you're out on your ass. Bye-bye, Eugene. No nerds here. Then it turns back into the cast system. That old man <laughs> ruling with an iron fist. He created the arcade cast. Jeff tossed it aside. You'll have to return your back pay. <laughs> But it's great because he's like, he's like, uh, Dorfus, he says, uh, he says, well, hey, Grandpa Bailey, you know, uh, Eugene's got a big problem. He hasn't had sex yet or whatever. <laughs> or like, or no, he says, uh, he's like, oh, he's still a virgin or something, something like that. And then in the greatest line of this film, the grandfather says, somebody got to get this boy laid. Oh, man, we got to get this boy laid. <laughs> no. And you're like, and wow. And you're like, oh, wow, Grandpa, like. Awesome line, freeze frame it. That's the credits. Not so fast, says Graydon Clark, or whatever this dude's name is. Cut to a motel. It's our three amigos, Jeff, Dorfus, and Eugene. And they're like, all right, Eugene, time for you to become a man. Get your manhood ready, all this shit. And he goes like, he's like, oh, hey, fellas, are are you sure you don't want to come in with me? And like, Jeff and Dorfus are like, no, Eugene, you can go in and your fuck this woman on time, your own. man, no. Don't, you know, we don't, don't need to be there. The We're star. not taking pictures. Don't, Nobody's got a camcorder. Don't shoot the moon. <sighs> Just fucking go in there. And the last gag, man, we open that door, and it's Jodon Baker's wife dressed up in, like, dominatrix outfit. She's got a whip ready to go. And then Eugene's like, oh, Mrs. Rudder, let me introduce you to Simba. Door closes. Dorfus and and Jeff just walk away laughing, and that's the freeze frame. Wow, what a movie! What we missed is uh, before uh, putting Eugene in there, they feed him a entire bowl of baked beans so that he can, you know, pleasure her the correct what? way. Since we know the only way yeah. that she can get going is by farts. Yeah, she only gets horny from farting. Remember, Eugene's got to blow a few tutors before he can get in there. <laughs> Maybe that's why uh, Eugene wanted Dorfus to come in. Like, yeah. all right, Dorfus, like you know, I- I'm gonna sleep with her. You just stand in the back and just cut some wicked farts so she stays turned on. <laughs> He's just got his ass like on the screen window, <laughs> I mean, like pumping some in. I'm, oh God! For that's fart disgusting. fetishists, I mean, he's got. I mean, McDorfus is like Wilt Chamberlain. I mean, he, <laughs> he's really just swinging it around. Oh yeah. Oh Ooh. man, and that is Joysticks, another classic '80s boob comedy. Would anybody recommend Joysticks? Yes, it is. Uh, it's a good time. It's. Uh, it gets a little monotonous when you got the trial and then the two video game challenges, but it's yeah, it's it's fun, it's dumb. Um, if you have a, a mild interest in the 1980s, you'll get a kick out of it. Chris Cabin, it's a light recommend. Uh, I mean, it's mostly for McDorfus. I mean, the guy who <laughs> plays him, I forget the guy's name, 
um but he's he's really funny and he actually you know he got a laugh or two out of me which with boob comedies is not always the case <laughs> um and you know it, it flies by it's a quick fucking 82 minutes oh you're in and out with this movie absolutely i would totally recommend this movie and to piggyback on what you said eric interest in the 1980s this movie we were joking around about this the other day but like imagine just living in the world of joysticks right like yeah. it's the early 80s sunny california not a care in the world just playing arcade games putting up with you know shitheads like joe don baker yeah oh yeah man i'd love I, to I, I would do it man oh yeah i'd go in that machine and i'd close the door <laughs> and i would never come back you'd never come back you wouldn't have to yeah. you'd, you'd be dead in 1997 probably it'd be totally cool with me <laughs> that's probably around the time cyber station started to go under anyway <laughs> just go with it the yeah. one the one beef you kind of have with this movie though is that like Joe Don Baker doesn't get any kind of real come up in Oh he's well it's also Joe Don Baker's on the leash. Well, like I, I want some big fat fucking like Argh! like like real angry like moments. He, uh, you figure you because thrown in jail or something. Well no, like you figure it's Joe Don Baker he's going to go crazy, maybe topple over an arcade game or two. Yeah. You know, really try to fuck the place up. Right. Rough up <laughs> Jeff a little bit. Yeah. He does get his comeuppets because let me remind you that there's probably a cut moment after this where everyone from the arcade, including the grandfather, goddamn rolls over to Rudder's house and bangs his wife. <laughs> fucking line out the door. And then now, even now, she's being, she's, I guess now, you know, she's a professional dominatrix slash, I don't know, pro, uh, prostitute. I mean, possibly. You know, I don't what's, know what's with going the motel on. room situation? Do I they, don't know. No one has a home. I, you know, it well, seems, you can't go to the rudder residence. Sure. And I guess, um, I mean, fuck, man. What, what's wrong with the arcade floor? I would love, I would love <laughs> if the last, uh, the last moment of this is Gramp, Grandpa Bailey just saying, Eugene, Jeff, McDorfus, come on. Get everybody. We're running a train on Mrs. Rudder. Oh, my God. <laughs> Don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. <laughs> That's Joysticks from 1983, directed by Graydon Clark. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM podcast right in the mailbag. We all hate movies at gmail.com. Wherever you subscribe to our fine program, please rate and review. We would greatly appreciate it. The same goes for Blame It on Outer Space, our sister show that Eric hosts bi weekly conspiracy theory takedowns in a comedic fashion. Blame It on Outer Space.com, Facebook.com slash Blame It on Outer Space, at Blame Space Pod on Twitter. There's currently an episode out now with Wilford Brimley guesting, talking about FEMA camps. Right. You know, there's been episodes with uh, Jesse Ventura, quote-unquote, you know, quote-unquote Jesse names, yeah. yeah, yeah. And uh, I believe uh, coming up we have um, some Bible stuff for uh, Easter. You know? Oh, hey. Yeah, you know, stu- you know, usual questions you have about the Bible. Was Jesus a space alien? And uh, <laughs> does God live in a spaceship? Stuff like that. Other assorted questions like that will be answered on the next Blame It on Outer Space. That's it for this episode. Clue for next week's episode, Eric Siska. Uh, Thomas Ian Griffith. Thomas Ian Griffith is the clue for next week. Until then, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy.